Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live around the world, this is The Ryan Lindsay Show. Phone lines are open to speak with Ryan or any of his guests at 319-527-6702 or email Ryan. The email address is ryan at ryanlindsayshow.com. Now, here's Ryan Lindsay. On a Friday night edition of the Ryan Lindsay Show, in the cold north woods of Wisconsin, greetings to you. Good evening, good morning, good night, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. Whether you're listening live or whether you're listening in the streaming mode, then uh, I'm happy to have you with us. Um, my guest today is Stacy Dicker. We are going to talk about psychstrology, the connection between psychology and astrology. That's coming up shortly. I want to mention the uh, guests coming up in the in the next week or so here. Monday, Marla Goldberg will be my guest. We'll talk about energy healing. That's Monday the 7th. Wednesday the 9th, Regan Forston. We will talk about past life regression on Wednesday the 9th. And then Connie Habash on Friday the 11th. We'll talk about her book, Awakening from Anxiety. So a lot of good guests on the way for you coming up in the next uh, several days. So I want to get to my guest for tonight. Stacy Dicker is an author and clinical psychologist in private practice. She's been seeing uh, psychotherapy clients in the Denver area for the last 20 years and taught courses on eating disorders and adult psychotherapy to upper-level psychology majors at the University of Colorado Boulder for nearly 10 years. She is the author of Psychstrology, Apply the Wisdom of the Cosmos to Gain Balance and Improve Your Relationships. Very glad to welcome Stacy Dicker to the show. Stacy, how are you? Good, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. So let's, let's hear your story. How, how did this all come about? What's your background and, and what led you to write this book? So I had been a student of astrology long before I became a student of psychology, um, and, and I never thought that the two would meet in quite the way they did. I always had just kept them separate. Once I started my um, education in psychology, I, you know, there was definitely no place for astrology in the program that I got my education through. It was very um, research-based and, and um, kind of trying to get psychology to be a hard science kind of a program. And so I never thought that the two would come together in any meaningful way. And when I was in private practice, I, I always would look up my, I had my uh, space on my intake form where my clients would put their date of birth. So I would know their date of birth right when I would meet them. And I, it was a, a particular client who was kind of driving me nuts. And I decided to look up her moon sign, um, which we can talk more about that for people who don't know about that, but it's a sign in addition to the sun sign that's particularly helpful in terms of understanding how somebody processes things emotionally, which of course as a psychologist is always, you know, what I'm, what I'm working with. So I looked up this client, her moon sign, which actually ironically enough happened to be the same as mine, um, which I'm sure was no coincidence that she was driving me crazy. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And, and it really, the short story is it really helped because it helped me understand sometimes when you're working with someone, the same thing you're seeing in front of you can be, there can be a number of different kind of pathways to get to that kind of like a defense mechanism, for instance. And so it's, it was really helpful to me to realize, wow, I can actually use this with my clients. It was a very long time before I started actually telling them that I was, you know, using astrology to understand them better. But um, 
And then, so I had been doing that for a while, but, but never kind of real publicly, except, you know, with the clients I was talking about it with. And then in uh, February of 2018, I had a dream. So Carl Jung, um, you may know this already, but Carl Jung was really into astrology and used it Mm -hmm. with his patients for 50 years. Um, actually one of his daughters became an astrologer and he would have her run the charts for his patients. And so when I found that out, that he had been really into astrology and had used it, that was what kind of gave me the, the, like the go ahead to start talking about it more. And then in February of 2018, I had a dream that he was, Carl Jung was handing me the baton in a relay race. And I, that's, I literally knew that I was going to write this book. It literally handed me the baton. Yep. <laughs> Which he was so into. It, it's funny that it was, that it was me that, you know, that got this inspiration because Jung was also really science minded and really didn't want to be seen as a mystic and, and as someone who was not grounded in science. And so it's ironic because, you know, the, the program I went through to get my education, I, I, I definitely identify with that, you know, that, that background and the fear of, of people not taking you seriously if they don't feel like what you're saying is grounded in science. So it just was, it's, it's funny to me that I have, you know, picked up this plight of trying to do what Jung was doing too, which was trying to get this to be more, you know, more seen as credible. I mean, it's ancient, it's brilliant, it's, Mm-hmm. That's why it's still around. <laughs> After all, still around. Would leave it. Leave it to Carl yeah. Jung to make a, a symbolic reference of literally passing the baton. Everybody else's right. dreams are right. so symbolic and weird. I have dreams that I'm with right. Abraham Lincoln in an igloo somewhere. I can't figure out what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> but literally handing you the baton. That's uh, right. That's, I could have missed right that. Down to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can all understand what that means. <laughs> right. Totally. So. So what did your clients think then when when you started basically asking, tell me about your mother, and by the way, what's your sun sign? <laughs> well, it varied, <laughs> as you could imagine. Um, and I yeah. still, you know, at pretty much every, every, all of my clients now know about this because they know about the book. But I definitely still to this day don't cool. use it equally with everybody because so much of, of – and it's funny because this is really how astrology is in general. It's you have to kind of bring yourself to the endeavor and your own intuition. And if someone is not into it, if if they don't believe it, or it feels, um, you know, there's some reason that, that it doesn't jive with their their belief system in like let's say they're religious and they they find it offensive, it really is not probably going to be very helpful because mm-hmm. it, there's kind of a way that like our energy needs to interact with it. For us to be able to to use it well and kind of look in it as a mirror as it's intended to be used. So, is yeah. is this more appropriate for learning our relationship with ourselves, or is psychstrology more appropriate with learning relationships with others or close to us, or family members, or friends? All of the above. Um, I okay. think. You know, from a one of my kind of core tenets as a psychologist, and I think probably a lot of us feel this way, is that you really can't know other people fully if you don't know yourself well first, because we do so much projecting that it becomes really impossible to to kind of know what's coming from us and what's coming from the other person if we don't have a, a good, um, you know, good ego strength is the term that's used, but to be able to kind of differentiate what's what. Um, so, um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. What was your question? <laughs> I, I, I went, kind of went off on a tangent. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. If it's more appropriate for getting to know ourselves or getting to know others. Yeah, and you, right, you answer right, right, right. Yep, yep. And you need to know yourself to know others as well. Absolutely. Because then you can, you can tease apart the parts that are you from the parts that are them. But it is mm-hmm. really helpful in our relationships as well. I mean, there's, it, we're so complex individually. There's so much for us to try to understand about ourselves. And, and from there, our relationships, you know, are, are that much more complex besides because everybody is so complex. But there is just oh, there's yeah. a lot of, about us that we 
you know, it's not that astrology is the only way to learn it. It's not. There are other ways to learn about yourself for sure, but it's, it's a mirror that shows us parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily know in a conscious way, and it can help us meet those parts. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who, who may not... Um have dabbled in astrology very much. How do you gently get them into it? And is it a matter of just reading your horoscope in the newspaper every day or or how do you kind (laughs) of get people, get people into this? I would actually say, don't do that. (laughs) If I were trying to get someone (laughs) to believe in astrology, I would tell them don't read your horoscope in the newspaper because that's going to take you in the exact wrong direction um, in terms of making more space for it. Um, I mean, I, my, and obviously this, this is, I, I have, I wouldn't say I'm biased exactly, but it's more like I have a particular vantage point as a psychologist that I really want people to learn their moon signs because everybody knows their sun sign. That's the sign that, you know, if you're looking in a horoscope in the newspaper, that's what you're looking under is your sun sign. And that just means that is the sign that the sun was in at the time you were born, but the moon was somewhere too. And like I said before, your moon sign is so helpful for understanding how you process emotions, and it also is the first part of us to come to like come online, so to speak. To when we come out of the womb and we're all just a, a ball of emotion and and no real conscious ability to like we don't have our ego in place yet, so we are just experiencing things in a very kind of raw, unconscious way. And your moon is. It, where your moon was is, is the sign that governs what that set of, of behaviors and experiences and emotions looks like. So when someone only knows their sun sign, you know, there are times where the moon sign is not that different. And so it's not that um, kind of earth shattering to find out your moon sign, but there are a lot of people who will read about their sun sign and feel like they don't identify with it. And, it's when those people tend to, it tends to be the case that you have a rising sign, which is a separate thing, or a moon, or your moon sign that is different from your sun sign in some fundamental way that that makes your the stuff that you're reading not feel quite right. So I think the moon of all the things. I mean, we we're astrologically we're so complex. Every all the planets were somewhere, and there are signs and houses. It's it's a very complex system. So I would say if you're just starting out, the moon is the place that I think you will get a whole bunch more really relevant information that should resonate. And from there, if you want to learn more, obviously you can always, you know, go further with it. But I think that's where I would tell someone to start is just learn about your your sun and your moon together, ideally. Yeah. Talking with uh, Stacy Dicker here about her uh, her book Psychstrology: uh, Apply the Wisdom of the Cosmos to Gain Balance and Improve Your Relationships. If you'd like to join us in the conversation, folks, give a call three one nine five two seven sixty seven zero two is the number to call. And I was just looking. Now, explain how how we can use the book. I was looking in the back here. You've got in the appendix a um, mm-hmm. how to find your 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 moon sign. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how do I how do I do this? Now I'm looking at my birth date. So and you want to find? Do you want me to help you? Do you want me to get out a copy and <laughs> follow along with you? <laughs> sure. Do you sure. mind saying your birth date live? Can we do this in a way that's like yep. you can tell me? August okay. 23rd, All right. What? August twenty third of seventy one. Okay. So. You go over so to, so you are on page 253, right? Or to the bottom of 252. 252, yeah. Right? So you, you see August of 71. So you go mm-hmm. to, now what time were you born? 10.57 p.m. Okay. And in what time zone? Central. Okay. So if you're born in Central, you add six hours to your birth time. So that actually puts you at... Um, what is that? Three in the morning on the twenty fourth, right? Okay. If we add six yes. hours. Mm-hmm. So the moon, the moon went into Libra on the twenty third at four twenty two, and it mm-hmm. didn't go into Scorpio until the twenty sixth at five oh nine. 
So for sure, the date of your date and time of your birth, the moon was in Libra. Okay, in Libra. Does that make sense? And so, absolutely. Because it stays yeah. in the sign well, before so. until it goes into the one below. Okay. It's more that honestly, I would say go to, go to a site like Cafe Astrology or Tarot dot com. You can get a free chart done very easily, and I think with the increased um, exactness of using and uh, you know the internet, I think you can actually, and plus you can find out a lot more than just your moon sign with if you sure. do that. So, but for you, sure. no, no, your moon's in Libra. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that what does that mean then? What, what where where can well, I go with that? <laughs> that's a good question. So what I would say is read the Libra. Any any good quality section on Libra dynamics will help you. Um, and especially if you to I, and so I'll tell you about this that the moon because what I would say is you know read about how, what the moon um, rules, but. It basically, when you're reading the part about Libra, because you're going to be reading, you would be reading your, um, the, the, your sun sign description, which would be Virgo, right? You'd be reading that, but then also your Libra description, when you're reading that, you would want to be thinking about your emotional experience. So kind of the layer below, your sun sign is more like your identity it's how you approach the world in a really basic way. And the moon sign lies below that. So Libra is about wanting harmony, wanting, um, they very much want for um, everything to be smooth. They don't like dissent. They, they want people to get along and they will, um, that's a very, very high value for them is that kind of harmony. And so my guess is that for you, any kind of, Serious conflict in a relationship is probably pretty anxiety provoking. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Would you would you Absolutely. say Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean it's 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 really a matter of understanding which parts of our personality each planet or celestial body speaks to because they all have different. So like our rising sign, for instance, which you have to know your exact time of birth. That's your most outer layer, which is akin to what Jung called the persona. So it's how you show up to new situations. Um, psychologists will say that the persona is the role you played in your family. And astrologers tend to say that about the rising sign as well. So there's something about that last kind of part of our personality to sh- really show up in a crystallized way um, that that it rules our first impression self and kind of our, like how we enter into situations as opposed to like the moon, which is our deeper underlying emotional experience of things. So it's just, you can hear how complex this is. And we're only talking about three, three pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot mm-hmm. more than that, of course. Yes. So way more, you, you way talk- more. You talk in the book more about the, the moon sign. Uh, you talk in the book how you can better understand your relationship with food by knowing yeah. your, your moon yeah. sign. How does that work? Yep. So the, one of the things that the moon does govern, because it's those really basic, deep, old habits, our eating patterns are one of those things that fall under that realm. So because I specialized in eating disorders for so long, I had this kind of unique experience of knowing people's moon signs and seeing how that played out in terms of eating behavior. So um, it's, it's just, it, if you know each sign's energy and you, you understand kind of the way, I mean, everybody's idiosyncratic, especially because not only do you have all these different, you know, signs and planets, but you also have a history with your family. And that's very, um, you know, that has a huge effect on who we become as well. So I don't mean to make it sound like once you know someone's moon sign, you know exactly what their eating patterns look like. But you can make <laughs> sure. some, some generalizations about, um, you know, kind of what they're, like, for instance, oh, there are a bunch of clients I have being an eating disorder specialist where I have, they all have Virgo moon. I have probably like eight or nine clients with a Virgo moon sign because Virgo is very perfectionistic. 
mm-hmm. which you probably know already since that's your son. Yes, I know. Right? I know. I, right? <laughs> yes. But when yes. it's applied to the, to eating behavior, you can see how that can get people into some like rigid thinking and perfectionistic, self-critical kind of stuff. Okay. Sure. So, sure, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the what many info- things that you can learn more about with astrology, people's mm-hmm. eating behavior. <laughs> Do you think, should we use this with our spouses? I mean, we spend so much time with our spouses and, and we, we know them, but is that like getting a little too in-depth if we start using astrology along with psychology with our with our spouses? I guess it depends. Again, I'll I'll put this back on the the same variable that I was talking about before. I think it very much depends on how open someone is to it. You know, if someone is, if someone thinks it's absolute, you know, just BS, I think there's not going to be anything really helpful about trying to bring that into the conversation. But if someone's open, I mean, it's, it's a really nice way to, that one of the things I, I would say my favorite thing about it from the get-go is that it helped me understand myself and especially the parts of myself I didn't like. So there's Mm -hmm. something about that that I think can be helpful in relationships because it can help to drive home that point that we, we all are separate. We all have different natures and that's, you know, each, each nature has its own downsides and it just, I think there's something helpful about kind of seeing in black and white. This is just part of this particular archetype you're working this life you know this sign this chart this is that's what it looks like is for you to struggle in these ways and so mm-hmm. i i personally feel like there's something i don't know it's like it just helps us all maybe be more compassionate with the parts of our natures that we struggle with because we all have them no matter what the the downsides are sure Sure. Once again, folks, talking with uh, Dr. Stacy Dicker about uh, Psychstrology. That's the title of the book, Apply the Wisdom of the Cosmos to Gain Balance and Improve Your Relationships. And, uh, Stacey, I, I normally have a uh, co-host with me, and uh, I'm not sure if she, she took a nap today or something, but she just joined us. <laughs> oh, yay, <laughs> so, Tamara. Uh, Tamara, <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, Hi, <laughs> I apologize. I got your text came in a little late. Um, we got oh. went to the Opry. We went, you know, I, I have company this weekend, and we went to the Opry, and we just got back a little later than expected. So, oh, in Nashville. Text came in. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm giving them the sights and the tours. So you know, just everything gets a little. A little backed up, but yeah, we we definitely got back in. But I just got your text as a reminder. I'm I'm glad you just sent me because uh, no, we just got back here just moments ago. But I'm I've been sitting in and listening. Very fascinating. Oh, absolutely. Do you have a question for Stacy? Well, um, because I'm just coming in here. I'm a Taurus, and I know there's this Taurus Uranus mm-hmm. Uranus transit that you know Tauruses are kind of leading the way. Um, what is all the hype about? The astrology coming up on December 21st. It seems like all the astrologers and all the different Vedic, all of them, are mm-hmm. in this big alignment portal. Had you talked about that before I came in? No, we, have not. we haven't been. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know no, much I know. It's, it, I, I don't know a ton about it. Um, I know I am more, I do more um, in the way of natal charts and understanding people's. Um, I do the most, Brian and I have been talking a lot about the moon sign and how important that is. So most of what I do revolves around people's natal charts and understanding them better from that vantage point. But I do know, I think it's um, Saturn and Jupiter that are both in Capricorn and and aligned, I want to say. I'm looking to see. I have a... a, um, Yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, they're conjunct. I think it's those two portals. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's supposed to be Um, insane. So working with the natal charts, yeah, just recently I got more into the, like, moon. I'm a Taurus with a moon in Cancer mm-hmm. and, and Aquarius rising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you share so two what, signs what with Young, you... actually. You share two signs really? with Young and my husband. Yeah, my husband shares all okay. three signs with Young. 
they're in different places, oh. but he, they have the same three oh, signs, wow. and you have two of them, Taurus well, and Aquarius. Wow, that's so interesting funny. considering I am a, a hypnotherapist and somebody that works with the mind, is, you know, quite a bit as I well. I am not surprised. Yeah. And cancer, too. I mean, cancer is so intuitive. That's a really great, oh, yeah. I, that's a beautifully balanced placement in terms of elements. You know, you've got water, earth, and air all in there. The only thing you're missing yeah. in there is fire, yeah. and you probably have it somewhere else in your chart. My sister, my mystic sister, I'm a mystic. My sister, Donette and I are, are mediums, hypnotherapists, and energy mm-hmm. healers. And, and so that's probably not surprising that I would have an airy fire sign sister to kind of fire me up, light a fire Perfect. under me because there's a lot exactly. of water and earth there, right? Totally. <laughs> Perfect so balance. We seek what we need. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, that's a, I mean, <laughs> Jung, Jung thought that that's, you know, in his, uh, the psychological types, we pick our opposite because we need to yeah. internalize things that they're bringing and, and they need to internalize things we're bringing. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah you've I got a really intuitive chart. I call her fire every once in a while. <laughs> you what? I'm sorry, I missed that. What? I, I said I ground and, and calm her fire every once in a while. So right, I exactly. need all the three elements, right? To kind of yeah, ground awesome. her, her airy fire. Perfect. So, yeah, it, yep. it's worked for 22 years. We've been doing this work together. So, that's yeah, awesome. that's great. So my moon is in Taurus, so I know that that sign very well, and I I love it. It's such a it's such a it, to me that is the sign that is the most I mean comforting for sure. Anybody will tell you that, but for me personally, it's such a comforting sign because it's so upfront, and I'm someone who just so appreciates transparency and realness in a person. Right. So there's right. I love I mean that sign is probably of all the signs. Not that I'm trying, my husband accuses me sometimes of practicing astrological discrimination. <laughs> I'm not well, as big a fan of You know what Taurus is going to be biased and say, oh, yeah, we're the best. But, right? You know, of course. It, it's, just, of course. Like, it's just all things earthly, right? It's just, you know, all the pleasures of life. You know, we're, we're really totally. good at bringing, manifesting, you know, things into the physical. And we're fun. Yep. We like being human, right? We like that we came to Earth. So we got to be make it fun and and manifesting. And that's why we're kind of leading the way right now with this, you know, let's get in our abundance. Let's be divine creators. We can all do it, you know. Totally. I'm sure that Taurus Moon helps you out in that aspect, being a bringer of the light and and, um, the the good work that we are divine creators, right? Yes, thank you for yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so a great Stacey, compliment. About, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> we hear a lot about Mercury and retrograde, and uh-huh. how things, how everything kind of goes so awry. Mm-hmm. Go awry. Uh, I, what mm-hmm. if I was born with Mercury in retrograde, which mm-hmm. you know, my, my luck. <laughs> and. So, <laughs> What does that mean? It, I've noticed that sometimes I have a better time of it during Mercury and retrograde. Does I that make sense? I would not be surprised. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I actually, I don't actually know what someone, you know, these are the kinds of things that the, the idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies of your own personal mm-hmm. chart that you look up, you know, like when you find something like that, that's how you learn about it is like, what does it mean if you were born when Mercury was in retrograde? But I would not be at all surprised that you have an easier time with it. It's like there's a way that you're you're you have a natural ability to contend with it. It's familiar. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised at all to hear that. Take it. It's great to have an easier time yeah. with it than everybody else. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Everybody pretty, else is talking real. about things happening, and I I deal with other people and and mysterious. <laughs> All suddenly going bad and, and computers right. going down, but mine are normally fine. I'm, I'm just lucky and I just deal with the other people. That is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. That's actually great. <laughs> that seems like a fair trait. If you've got to be born in Mercury retrograde, at least you should have the special superpower of not being affected by it in the same way. Now, 
Well, actually, immediately <laughs> after Mercury in retrograde, that's when I kind of go go crazy. It's oh, really? after that, after it goes Weird. back. Uh, right, right. So that is so that's what I like chaos. You kind of prefer chaos, Ryan. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't you know why anyone well would in prefer it, chaos. It doesn't mean you prefer it. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, there you go. You talked in the well, book, Stacey, there, also. There's 2020, so. <laughs> right. No oh, kidding. Well, there, there, there's something else. There's a question. How how does 2020 figure in astrology? What what on earth is going right. on well, this year? Right. Yeah, no kidding, right? I mean, this is another one of those places where I, I the people who know everything that's going on, as things are happening, I, I, I tune into that too. I definitely, but you people have special software where they they follow progressions and transits, and um, there's a lot of stuff that is just. I mean, like I said, astrology. You can have people who are into astrology. It's got, psychology is this way too. It's just a massive. There's so much stuff that falls under that umbrella that you can have two people who can tell you they're both really into astrology and they're using it really differently you know like in terms right. of like what you're talking about following the day-to-day um, movement of the planets i think that's helpful for sure but it's not something i personally track other than paying attention to the stuff i subscribe to that tells me what's going on so i mean there has been a bunch of stuff you know there have been each, each <laughs> month there are crazy things just like there is right now like what Tamara was talking about it's definitely anytime there's craziness you can really pretty much track it astrologically it'll map on to, to something. But there's always so much going on that it's you know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly I think it's there are combinations of factors that are always influencing what's going on. Sure. Well, sure. And, and you know, we've always heard we've always heard that millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. Well, you know, there's a lot of billionaires <laughs> running our world right now, you know. So having that advantage, do you think that they could possibly, you know, use that in a way that wouldn't be necessarily good? I mean, I, I, you would hope, right? Yeah. I mean, but I, I think, I, I didn't, need, I've never heard that saying. That's a, I, I don't doubt oh, though, you've never that there heard are, that? Yeah. no, I've never heard okay. that, but I don't doubt there are lots of people using it covertly. And, and, you know, right. not well, being public like about that. There always have been. Right, because there are these cycles and seasons. You know, we're coming into the age mm-hmm. of Aquarius. So, like, cryptocurrency yep. and air, you know, versus, you know. Symbolic thought. Things are changing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Things are just changing. Mm-hmm. And then things are quickening, yep. too, because of air, right? Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of I like mean, that would, would mean that manifestation. Yep. Yeah, that would make perfect sense. Yep. Can you also use astrology for things like uh, cities and and towns and and things like that? Yeah. So, like, uh, there's something called astrocartography or astrolocality, where you can. Um, it's actually really cool on astro.com. You can go put your birth date in, and it brings up a map, and you can see where all of your lines cross different parts of the world and, and see places that you're bound to have a better experience or a worse experience based on it's jiving with your particular chart. So Oh really? Is that cool right? Where is that? Yeah. Astro.com. Astro.com. Yeah, and you and okay. if you put in the search bar astrocartography or astrolocality, it'll pull up a map where you can do that. It's so cool. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's again idiosyncratic to our charts. You know, how we'll mm-hmm. experience different places depends on where what what was where. You know, for us personally. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that. There's so much to do on the internet. That's you know that the crazy <laughs> invention the the kids are are all on now the internet. Right. You know we got. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> These kids today, they're all talking about it. Made it really, <laughs> right, right, right. It's made it really great. I mean, I, I think astrology is one of those things that it's just awesome for because there's so much oh. stuff you can find out, you know. Again, those really idiosyncratic patterns in a chart, 
you know, different, different aspects that you have that you want to find out about that particular thing. You know, like, like Saturn and Mars conjunct in the fourth house. You can look that up. It's just a really cool, in, in Gemini, you know, you can, it's, you can get that specific in your search. And it just, it's just so awesome that there's so much great information that's at our fingertips. A lot of the time I can't stand technology, but there are certain things that it has made a million times more fruitful. And astrological research is definitely one of them. Sure. Definitely think so, yeah. You also talk in the book about uh, the similarities between people and Kurt Cobain and Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, <laughs> do they seem the similarities? Totally dissimilar to you when you think about them? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, could, yeah. I could see it right away because I love Kurt Cobain. I love both of them, honestly. But um, So, yeah, they were both Pisces. They both had the sun in Pisces, and they both had – the moon in water signs as well. So um, Tamara, uh, Kurt Cobain's was got cancer like yours, and uh, Fred oh, okay. Rogers was a double Pisces, sun and moon in Pisces. And then they both had earth rising signs. So Kurt Cobain's was a Virgo, and Mr. Rogers had a Taurus rising. And so they both oh. had some very similar... Um, like very, very deep sensitivity and, and an ability to speak to people who felt like other people couldn't, other people couldn't understand them. They had this way of being able to feel for people. And, and yet they both, you know, they went such different directions with it, obviously. It can be mm-hmm. totally overwhelming right. and um, was, obviously, for Kurt Cobain. But, yeah, their natures were actually, I mean, not identical, but, there was more than a bit of similarity between the way those two men showed up in the world and the causes they took on and, and the way they affected the people that they affected. Mm-hmm. Can there be, there must be, um, how do I put it? Coin, I don't want to say coincidences, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. Synchronicity with, with um, people that we are naturally attracted to, uh, because mm-hmm. I, I think of that because three of the four girlfriends I had before I met my wife, and including my wife, mm-hmm. are all cancer. Mm-hmm. They were all cancer. Mm-hmm. The ones. And then who, you've got your friend Tamar with the Cancer Moon. Very yeah, cool, right. Yeah. You and Tam have known each other for a long time too. So, you, yes, absolutely. Cancer, you're, Thirty you're years. To them. Thirty years. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't Amazing. think that's weird at all. It's, we have, you know, I, I, not everybody has such a, a type, you know. I think there are certain people who mm-hmm. kind of it's more clear like how it was in, in your life. But I, every single one of us has certain, um, I feel like when you, when you look at the people in your life, there are clusters of people, there are certain signs that tend to recur a bunch where you will know mm-hmm. a bunch of people with the same same sign. And I, that to me is always such a, a marker of, okay, what am I, why, you know, why, what's, what's the point of this? What's the learning? What's the balancing? Um, so that I think, you know, cancer is very feeling and you, I can see exactly why. So when I was saying before about Jung with his, his book on psychological types and how he talked about how we pick our opposites, you with your Libra moon, Ryan, are very, um, that's an air sign. So that's, it's very, um, do you know the, like the, I mean, the Myers-Briggs is based on young um, psychological types. Do you know that at all? Do you know like the difference between thinking and feeling from a young perspective? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. So he, there, the, he, yeah, thinking and feeling were two rational functions and he, we each have innate preference for one versus the other. And I mean, this is, I'm, this is not the entirety of the theory on psychological types, but it's a piece of it. So you with your Libra moon ha- are a, a thinking, that's a thinking element. The error is. And cancer is a feeling element. And so the fact that you with your T-ness are drawn to women who bring that F feelingness to the equation, that's actually exactly what Jung would have predicted and he would say that you are on your path to find greater balance. 
Oh my! So good for and that's you. That's what it's all about. Actually, find balance. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Becoming whole. You wanted to, all of us to work to become whole, and and you have to develop the parts of yourself that are less developed because we all have all of the all of the things within us. It's a matter of certain people have more of certain things, and so we're when we find people who have more of what we're lacking, we have an opportunity to to take them in in a particular way that we can then have more of that in us too. So it's cool that you have been kind of like a sort of obeying your inner compass the way you have to keep finding women who, who bring that feeling element into <laughs> well, your, your life easily. Yeah, well, right. right. Like, but you interact with them like still. So. But all the interaction is still getting the feeling. Well, well, speaking of relationship, um, I was married for 22 years to a cusper, right? I'm a cusper, May 17th. My husband of 22 years was a cusper, May 23rd. I just got mm-hmm. out of a you know, four-year relationship with another cusper, May 20th. But he was mm-hmm. a, a Scorpio moon and a Sag rising. So there's mm-hmm. that. But um, mm-hmm. why do I... That must have been not super Gemini easy, cusp- I would guess. <laughs> Gemini cuspers into just because they're another me. I mean, do I have to learn that aspect of self? Well, I mean, I think that that's a, I think that's one interpretation that I think makes great sense. I also think that they maybe feel familiar in a particular way, you know, that there's something about them, you know, and plus Gemini is so dual that even if you're both Gemini, you could easily be holding up different sides of the sign and, and kind of like becoming more balanced and whole, each of you, right? even if you're right. technically the same sign. Yeah, that, that it's it, to me they seem very foreign, even though they're only you know two, you know three, five days away from me. I'm like, you're like in a whole different category, though. Like you said, feel familiar. They definitely both felt familiar, but yeah, you get into that Gemini, it's a whole different good twin, bad twin, right? Right, right. Well, and with the Scorpio moon, your, your last boyfriend with the Scorpio moon, I mean, that's polar opposite to your sun. That's not, I mean, it's, it's trying with yeah. your moon, which is nice. It's, it's a water sign like your moon sign, but it's polar opposite to your sun. And Scorpio is a tough moon placement. It's such a powerful sign. Oh, yeah. And when it's in the moon placement, it's technically in its fall in Scorpio. So it's, um, it's just a tougher placement. It's, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to... Um, get close yeah. to people because yeah. everything feels really threatening and, and not, I mean I'm being very general again I don't know every no, single person you, with a Scorpio moon him. but you nailed it yeah. I mean yeah, you nailed it. so that's tough that's yeah and he'd never been married never lived with anybody oh. and it's like you can only get so close and then it's like that's very scary you know I scared him away which I mean that's that that would be the Scorpio I suppose I wonder if he's listening tonight. That'd be awesome. <laughs> what was that? What was the last thing? I said I wonder, wonder if he's what? listening tonight. I'm sure he's oh. sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not at all. But um, yeah, so that's you know you you just never know. You know you're putting this out to the internet. But I'm in Nashville now, right. single and ready to mingle. I made a Bumble account. I'm not gonna lie. Now I didn't pay for Good it, for so I can't see any of their faces. I can't see any of their faces. They're all scrambled. But who would you, you know, if I was looking around, let's just say, not at just the topical, <laughs> which is very hard for a Torian, right? Um, but looking for somebody as a match, what would a Taurus, you know, Cancer Moon, Aquarius rising woman that isn't in their 20s anymore, um, <laughs> you know, near 50, what, 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 what? sign would she look into you know i this question is probably the most popular one that someone will ask when they find out that i'm into astrology and i have a really disappointing answer i am much (laughs) more interested in who you keep finding you know because i i feel like i i don't think anybody would respond anyway if you said here's who you should date i think we are so primal and who we're drawn to we we you know we are into somebody nobody can talk us out of it so 
I, to me, I flipped the, the script, and I want to know, well, who are you picking? Because there are reasons for that. And if, if it's an uncomfortable match, then you've got to kind of work that through in a way that you're not naturally picking those people anymore. So it maybe means rejecting them, but it maybe means trying to, to learn something in a – because people have different um, – because everything is, is combined – in particular ways, mm-hmm. people can show up in ways that are so. Like my husband is my. I come from a family of air and fire signs and felt very um, different oh, wow. from everybody. And wow. so yeah. I have consistently picked men who are in that same vein. And it it, really, it balances me out in the way I was oh, talking about sure. with Ryan. I, I've got a lot of the you know I'm all feminine being so earth and those are masculine signs and so there's something good about it but my husband Jeremy has that configuration he's got the the Aquarius sun and the Leo moon so the air and fire but he's got a Taurus rising so there's something about him that helps me feel even though there is still that difference and it's definitely there it's there's also an element of okay this is this feels easier to metabolize those differences, to try to internalize some of that and, and kind of become more balanced. It feels easier when it's in packaging that is more amenable to you. So you may find another Gemini, but he may have a Taurus moon, let's say. So it would be a really different experience. Oh, okay. Right? So I, that, mm, I just another. think I think it's more about who you do who you who are you picking because there are valid reasons for right. that. You may or may not want right. to continue oh, down really the road like with the any given one. person. What right. was that? You really like? Would him? it be common with somebody with that much wanting his freedom at fifty? Would it be common for somebody to want to be because he never like cut it off completely? It was just kind of like just kind of like got shelved. Yeah, so, it sounds very Gemini Sag to me. What's that? It sounds it sounds also very very um, consonant with the Gemini Sagittarius parts of him. You know, right. like the Scorpio for sure, like you were saying before. But also the Gemini and Sag are both signs that don't like being hemmed in and really like to be able to move freely. And I could picture someone with mm-hmm. both of those signs not necessarily wanting to settle down in a conventional right. time frame. Right. Yep, that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, and it's and this is so Torian. I don't want to completely end it. I just need some space, right? Because right. we can't <laughs> disconnect. You know, we're like, right? We really like it. It's just we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing. You know, right? So, right. um ask me after I've had some space. That went through some weird things this year for oh, sure. Oh my God, absolutely. There, it's been challenging for the good ones. So the ones that were not. So glued together right, to begin right. with, I think, are have definitely come apart at this point. You know, For I think sure. back uh, again, and it, this is another story that seems to come up at just about every show lately. I would be such a better police officer now, now having having retri- retired a couple years ago, but after 15 years as a police officer, if I had, because everybody you come in contact with as a police officer, you ask their date of birth. So if uh-huh. I'd had this book, uh-huh. if I'd had this conversation with you while I was a police officer, I could have really done some some more good for people, I think. <laughs> Been able to talk to them a little bit differently and handle things a little bit differently, knowing that, you know, their moon is in Aries or so forth. Right, right. That's so it, nice it, that right. you are, you're such a, you sound like such a grower, Ryan. I mean, it makes so much sense that you have this show, but just that I love, I'm I'm that way too, just that mindset of constantly trying to, evolve and learn new new ways of having better perspective and seeing more and understanding more i you know you'll even though you won't be using it there i'm sure you, just you, all of your the the that attitude of wanting to grow i'm sure you are using your like upgraded self in many ways <laughs> from having oh, yeah, that attitude absolutely. you know yeah that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Especially, I, I, I wish you were a police officer, too, because I think we need more really compassionate, big-hearted people in, in that role. It's such a Well, and such that, a hard that might job. have been the way, the, 
that might have been the reason I got out of it, actually. Why it didn't work? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep, I'm not surprised <laughs> to hear that at all. That would be yeah. really hard. Well, I would say after 15 years, I would say it worked. I think you just were ready to get back to, you know, having your own. That's a lot. That's a lot mm-hmm. of emotion yeah. agree to take on, you know. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, and I think the human psyche and heart can only take so much. Or right. have to say, mm-hmm. I need to heal for a little bit and, and make this about me for a while. And you're and that we're not necessarily. I totally agree with you, Tamara. And we're not necessarily meant to retire out of the same job we've had. I think that right. it's, it's human to want to like be reborn and, and significantly change, especially around midlife. I'm right around your age, right. Ryan. I'm 1973, and, and there's been a lot of that theme going on for me in this last couple of years, too. So yeah. I think there's just, yeah. that's, you know, I think the, the wisest thing to do, and Jung would definitely second this, is to pay attention. Pay attention to those inner feelings and longings and, and where you, your capital S self seems to be trying to steer the ship. Because it's right. not going to go well if you ignore those those parts of you that are that are you know lighting up. Well, what sure. what a human experience observer though too, right? For 15 years, he was able to see the psyche of man, you know, totally. And on the greatest moments and their worst moments, and totally. And yeah. I think that yeah. makes a great radio show. I think you're doing. Back to where you once belong, Ryan. <laughs> that's such a cool way to think about it. That's I and I, I well, right. That's why you've got your friend there. She she sees it. She gets it. She knows you, and she can see that that truth. I, well, I we think that makes the conversation. Yeah, we used to have these conversations. We were roommates for what three years, Ryan? College Two roommate. Years. He was a Two broadcast years. student, and I was an art student. And we would at eighteen, nineteen, you know, years old, have these deep conversations about life. I mean, way deeper. I mean, I know a lot of 18 year olds now and they're not having the conversations Ryan and I were in college. Right. So it's just kind of apropos that 30 years, you know, the reason why I called him back up again in early September was just the fact that the, the target store we both worked at as we were young students was the one that was the first in the, pandemic and that had been burned up mm-hmm. in the police station right in our old neighborhood that we lived in in, in Minneapolis. Many, in Minneapolis. So mm-hmm. it was just so strange. We just started talking and before we, what was it within the conversation? It's like, we should get the show back together because Brian had a radio awesome. show here, dedicated radio show on the metaphysical world, you know, and it was all mm-hmm. insight. It was all things that, that um, the Ryan Lindsay show is now, but mm-hmm. um so we're just having a lot of fun. You know, three nights a week we get to talk to light-filled people that have been on this journey to be of assistance, right, yet understand mm-hmm. their own created reality. So it's just it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be with you guys, and I think it's awesome what you're doing. I mean, there are not that many yeah, people out there that have that as their mission, you know, to try and, like, raise the vibration of things. And I, I feel like that is just, it's, this is the time that we need it the most. So I think everything yeah, you guys absolutely. are doing is. Well, awesome. three nights a week for us, you know, and our, and our guests, it's almost just this portal we create of light and kind of cheer each other yeah. on because we're mm-hmm. going through this human experience and we totally are all in this together. So when we all hold a piece of the puzzle and just, you know, we're all kind of saying the same thing, but yet, you know, in different words, and we all have little yep. bits of knowledge. I mean, Ryan being a police officer, using his intuition mm-hmm. in such an in-depth way for so many years, mm-hmm. and, and you, you know, observing people. I think we're all professional observers, truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. Yeah. So that law of attraction, what? like attracts like energy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Your vibe attracts your tribe. That really genuinely is one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> I know it's so cliche and so overused, but I just think it's such uh, a it, it truth. You know, it's you, know? you need to be yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. we're doing some work down here. We're doing some work down here. Um, we, we're also grid keepers. I don't know if you're familiar with that as being a light worker. Mm-hmm. My sister and I were trained um, how to open these energy grids that have went along, mm-hmm. you know, 
America, and we've been doing this for 22 years, and now it's starting to kind of make sense. But being here in Nashville, it, it, the energy is so different, right? I mean, we were here for the eclipse. It's like we knew we had to be here, and now we're here in between eclipse season again. Yeah, and totally. it's interesting how we just kind of know where to go through the different cycles and seasons. And, you know, we've just yep. repeated. If only we can trust it. We just have to right. trust it. Oh, even <laughs> you, know? you know, we went to Opryland. And I, God bless Facebook for really showing us that we repeat patterns so often. And three years ago tonight, I was at Opryland with a couple other friends doing the same exact <laughs> oh, thing. Now, oh my God. It's, it's just a very strange coincidence because I've been back and forth. It's not like I've lived here for three years, you know, so it's just a very strange yeah. experience that my sister and a, another friend that I wanted to have experienced, you know, the lights at Opryland this time here. But, mm-hmm. but what is going on right now? I'd like to know energetically, on what, you know, with the stars, what's going on right now? What transits are we going through? Because there's definitely a shift building, and we talked about that today. We're all very mm-hmm. intuitive people and uh, we talked to them like there's something building what would that be mm-hmm. that the energy is it just the eclipse energy well I mean for sure I know the stuff that's going on with the solstice and right, like you said right now we're between the eclipses there's a lot of intense stuff I feel like there is I will go even like bigger than astrology at this point I think we are in such a massive growth period as a right. people that I think mm-hmm. there is, I, I, I feel like every layer of everything must be activated right now from astrology yeah. to just, you know, like evolutionarily speaking, there are just such massive, massive transformational themes in our collective. And I mean, it would, it makes sense that we are entering into the age of Aquarius. I feel like there is this, this is, you know, because people have talked about when is that happening and has it ha- did it happen, has it not happened, you know, th- this to me is a very convincing transitional time. <laughs> I think if we, if we are not in it now or after this whole thing, you know, like if it's not coming soon, I would be shocked because this has been so incredibly transitional. It seems like the kind of thing when you're switching from one, astrolo- one astrological age to another. I mean, that takes over 2,000 years. And it feels like, yep, that feels about right. We must be there. <laughs> right. So it's just intense. There is a ton yeah. going on. <laughs> Stacy, the uh, website is psychstrology.com. Tell folks uh, what we'll find there. Yeah, so you'll find, and you can also go to stacydickerphd.com if astrology is too hard to spell or find. Um, You will find some info about me, some info about the book, um, and some some info about astrology and some good articles on astrology that are in some good reputable sources. Uh, You can also follow me on Facebook um, at facebook.com psychastrology or slash psychastrology. And... um, yeah, you can get the book on Amazon or at, at any major bookstore. Um, that's it. Okay, Psychstrology, folks. Apply the right. wisdom of the cosmos to gain balance and improve your relationships. Stacy, this hour went so fast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It was yeah. great. This is yeah. so nice that it worked out to join you guys on a Friday in a much more relaxed state of mind. Yeah, it, thank yeah, you very for much. Sure. Thank you so Thank you much. Guys. Thank you, yeah, guys. You have a Take great good night. care through this all this craziness. Yeah, you too. And happy holidays, yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah, Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Thank bye-bye. you. Enjoy your Friday evening. Yeah. So that was a good one. That was a good one. We got uh, we got into some personal stories there, Tamara. Well, maybe that's, you know, you know how it is, Ryan. Everything happens for a reason. And I got your reminder <laughs> text at 18 after the hour. Oh, yeah. Really? So that, I think that was for you. You know, sometimes we open up a little <laughs> bit more about things when, and I'm not giving, it's not a cop out. It's just, it was, you know, we had just gotten back to the apartment here in Nashville. And mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I got to go down the radio show. I thought it was like, I don't know, like, 10 minutes too. And I was so surprised when I was waiting for the, you know, the call in and I'm like, 
I just got that text. So there, <laughs> there was some quantum kind weird stuff going on there. But um, it happened. Yeah. So good. I'm glad you had that that wonderful time with her. Just just you and her, so you could ask your personal questions. Because I know you love <laughs> getting the insight because you love the scoop. You're, you, you know. Scoop Lindsay. We had fun. Um, yeah, we had fun. What's going on? I think that's great. You know, just, I jumped okay. in there, too, and I had to ask about relationships, too. If you've got an opportunity with an astrologer, it's like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, folks, coming up on Monday the 7th, we'll talk with Marla Goldberg about energy healing. Be sure you join us then. Take a look at RyanLindsayShow.com for more information on guests past, present, and future. We'll talk on Monday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.